Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. This is Alicia Sharp, your host. And today and for the next three days, actually, we're going to be listening to Erwin McManus. My family and I are blessed enough to be able to go out of town this week. It's spring break, and so we're heading down to Florida, sunny Florida, which we're looking forward to. So I have done these messages ahead of time, and we're going to be hearing Erwin McManus. And he's talking about the story we tell ourselves. It's so important. The, what, we, what, what we believe we are and what we think we can do because basically that limits what we do in life. That's, that determines what we do in life. If we are telling ourselves that we are a certain way, that's what we're going to be. That's the way we're going to be. That's what we're going to act on. We've got to line up our stories with Jesus. Here's part one of Rowan McManus. So I want to take a few minutes to talk about the stories we tell ourselves. Because when I first became a follower of Christ and first engaged the scriptures, it was a new book for me, and I was already an adult. And as I began reading the stories, one of the things that really struck me at first was how much insight the Bible had on humans. Now, I, I know that you're taught all your life to study the Bible to learn about God. I mean, I get that, and I have done that, by the way, in case you're not certain. But I, but I want you to know that, that studying the Bible to learn about God has almost never been as intriguing to me as studying the Bible to learn about us. Because you see, in the end, I know I'm not going to know everything about God because God is infinite. It's disturbing, but no matter how much you know about God, it's very little. And if you were to be perfectly honest, the Bible doesn't tell us as much about God as we'd like to know about God. Do you want to know why? Because the purpose of the Bible was never for you to know about God. It was to know God. And so he's not trying to give you all the information about him. He's trying to give you enough information to keep you moving toward him. I've been married almost 40 years. I still don't know everything about Kim. I, I know Kim, I think. But, but I don't know everything about Kim. And she still does things that I do not expect that are unpredictable. But there are other things she does that go, yes, that's just Kim. Because I... I know her patterns and her ways, and there's certain things I know about her that, that seem to be unchanging. But then there are other things that just go, wow, where'd that come from? That's called marriage. <laughs> and in the same way, when you look at the scriptures and you spend the whole time trying to understand God, you may miss so much of the insight the scripture has because so much of what the Bible is about is the story of us. And in fact, if, if you read it from not a theological filter, but from an anthropological filter, you begin realizing the Bible begins to show us the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we end up trapping ourselves in. Because here's the tricky thing. The story you believe about yourself, it doesn't just inform you, it forms you. It doesn't just empower you to become who you are. It will also confine you to keep you as you are. So you have to step back in some ways and realize, I'm writing a story about me. I'm telling a story about me. And I need to know what the story is because if I'm not paying attention to the story, this story will happen to me rather than happen from me. And I don't, I don't want to be the passive paper. I also want to be the pen. And so I'm just going to unwrap a few different stories in the scriptures that that encompass the stories that we tell ourselves. And I'm not going to be able to give you all the details and all the background of every single place because I'm going to make you travel with me through the scriptures to different stories. 
And if I were going to do this in an intelligent, thoughtful, rational way, I would take you through these stories over the next five weeks, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm just going to take you to each place for a few moments and let you consider whether this is a part of the story that you're telling yourself. And I've given each story a name. Each one has, in a sense, a character. Because in your story, whether you realize it or not, you, you are the central character. You just may not be the character you think you are. I still remember when I watched the movie Braveheart. I mean, just that was amazing. And I love the story of William Wallace. And, and of course, as you're watching a movie like that, what, what makes it powerful is you start identifying with the hero. I am William Wallace. You know, I could see myself with a half blue face. I, and, and I'm watching this film and I'm going, I'm William Wallace, this is exciting. And then about three quarters of the way through the movie, I realized, oh, I'm Robert the Bruce. This is not going well for me. And I think what happens oftentimes is when we're in the middle of a story, we think we're the hero and then we discover we're maybe the anti-hero. Or maybe we're just person three who dies in episode two of the horror film. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so maybe it's important to take some time and go, what's the story I'm telling myself that's shaping who I am? The first story I want you to see is the story in Genesis chapter three, the first story we ever told ourselves. And in this particular story, I am the victim. We, we know what's going on, Adam and Eve are in the garden, there's a snake, the snake or the serpent comes and talks to them. You know, God said there's all these trees you can eat from, but there's two significant trees, the tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You can eat from the tree of life and from all the other trees. Have a great time. Be naked, unashamed. Have a, you know, enjoy yourself. It's all yours. Summary, okay? It's a summary of Genesis. And, and of course, the God just goes off, and the snake comes, says you should eat from this tree. This is really the better tree. God is withholding from you. Eve, just want to highlight, <laughs> eats takes the fruit first, and then offers it to Adam. By the way, don't ever think the man is really leading. And then <laughs> they both eat from the fruit, and they are now naked and ashamed. Something has broken in their soul. God shows up later, says, what did you do? Here it is, verses 12 and 13. The man said, the woman you put me here with so he's already blaming God, all right? The woman you put here with me. I didn't choose her. This was not my idea. You brought her to me. She gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. I love the way Adam manned up. Right? I just love the way he stood up and said, I'm going to defend you, baby. Don't worry, I got this. Whatever God does to me, he's not going to touch you. The moment God shows up, he goes, it was her. And you're responsible for her. She did it. And she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate it. It's incredibly passive. And then the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman really didn't have a lot of options because there's only four characters in this narrative. Man, woman, God, snake. And Adam said, the three of you are responsible. And so then God goes to Eve, and the hard thing about blaming someone after they blamed you is it doesn't really work. That's why the police know, separate the two people in different rooms, whoever snitches first, they get the package, right? So the woman says, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. 
And this becomes the first narrative of humanity. It's the victim. And the pattern of the victim is that they live their life blaming other people. They, they blame their environment. They blame their circumstances. They blame their parents. They blame some experience in the past, some trauma in the past. They blame someone else for who they are now. And the core narrative of the victim is, you did this to me. And the great challenge here, if you are the victim, you might say, well, how do I know if I'm the victim? If you believe that you are the way you are because other people had more power over your life than you, you're the victim. If you blame your life and your present circumstances on something that happened to you in the past or someone that came across your life in the past, you're still the victim. If you spend your life blaming other people for your failures, you're the victim. If you spend your life blaming other people for your lack of success or happiness, you're the victim. Your language will betray you. And so oftentimes we don't even realize that when we're using a language that blames other people, we're actually revealing our story. The story that we tell ourselves is that I'm a victim. It's not my fault I'm this way. If you had gone through this, you would be just as bad as I am or just messed up as I am. And there's nothing I can do because life is just happening to me. And here's, the, I think, the challenging part. When you have the narrative of the victim, the really challenging thing is you probably had something in your life where you were the victim. And it's really hard to convince someone who actually was a victim that that's not the character you're supposed to play all your life. When you've actually been the victim, and it's been the true part of your story, it's hard to convince you this is not the story you should be telling yourself. That you remain a victim. You may have experienced what a victim experiences, but that does not make you a victim the rest of your life. As long as you're blaming someone else, you're in someone else's story. And that's the tragedy. See, when you blame someone else, what you're actually saying is that you are a peripheral player in someone else's story. And this is why you feel powerless. Because you will never reclaim your power while you're in someone else's story and not your own. So I wonder if you're here and you're a victim Life has happened to you. I don't want to diminish that you've had pain and suffering and that you have wounds. I do not want to diminish that maybe you had a broken family, that, that maybe there was someone who was abusive in your past. I do not want to diminish that, that you have scars and wounds that have left you shattered, but I do want to diminish is your belief that that is who you are and who you will always be. But it will be as long as it's a story you tell yourself. So if you're the victim, get out of this story. This is not the story you were meant to live. But I have to move on. That was Erwin McManus, and you can find that on YouTube. If you search under the stories we tell ourselves, Erwin McManus Mosaic. You can also find out more information about him at his website, thegeniusof.com. 
He has written several books. The Genius of Jesus is one of them, and I think that's exactly where he got his website from. Hope you have a great day, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.